What's up, everybody? What's the word? Welcome to another episode of the Righteous Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, ATZ, a.k.a. Loki Tony. Man, thank you to everybody who showed support for last week's episode. Very first episode, many more to come. You know, I got a lot of uh, positive feedback, a lot of constructive criticism, which, you know, what more can you really ask for? I greatly appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Keep going with the continued support. So uh, what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to get two in two of these podcasts in a week. Um, you know, I'm recording today, Wednesday. I wasn't able to yesterday. I was pretty busy. But what I'm going to try to do is um, have one out for Tuesday as, you know, Monday Night Raw review. And then I'll try to get one later in the week. I'm saying probably Thursday or Friday. And that one will be more dedicated towards my love for other sports, which is, you know, uh, football, basketball, UFC, you know, my love for music, you know, the things that I touched upon on the first episode. So um, with that being said, let's get to it. Uh, Monday Night Raw Review. Oh, before I get into that, let me just uh, say one thing. Sorry about that. So I just want to say rest in peace to everybody who lost their lives over the weekend, over those terrible shootings. You know, it's a damn shame that in today's America that you can't even feel safe going to your local supermarket. You got to look both ways, got to see what's going on, man. It, it just sucks. It's a horrible time right now, and I'm hurt by it, honestly. And, you know, rest in peace to everybody who lost their lives and all the families who, you know, were affected by that. I'm sorry to hear that. All right. On that note, let's get to it. Monday Night Raw Review, August 5th, baby. So this is how it starts out. We got Samoa Joe comes out right at the start of the show. He inter- he interrupts the announcers. He says, Cole, shut your ass up. <laughs> he says his name was besmirched. He was wrongfully accused uh, of the speculations that were out there about Roman Reigns, you know, uh, the attack that happened to him last Tuesday on SmackDown. You know, it's a classic whodunit. See what was going on. So... He also said he was willing to stay all night out there for Roman Reigns to get an apology from him, which, you know, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so while he's talking, you know, Becky Becky Lynch just comes down to start her match. She just completely ignores him. She's like, hey, man, whatever. This is my show. I'm the man. So <laughs> she comes down. You know, it's a tag match. It's Becky and Charlotte versus um, Natalia and Tristratus. You know, I, to be honest, I don't know who are the faces. Who were the baby faces in this match? Because it was like a heel team versus a heel team. Because Nat, cause Natty's acting like a heel. She's calling Becky a bitch, saying she's going to make her tap and all this other stuff. So I don't know what's going on. Becky, she's a natural heel. Charlotte, natural heel. Trish, honestly, she was way better as a heel than she's ever been a face. I don't care what anybody says. You look at her beginning work when she first started out in WWE, when she was like... Um, Miss McMahon's little uh, play toy. Oh, man, that was perfect. She killed that role. She was a great heel. Also, when she, like, turned on Chris Jericho at WrestleMania, when she got with Christian, that was beautiful, too, man. She's a great natural heel. I'm sorry. So, what I noticed that um, Charlotte and Becky, they weren't having chemistry. They weren't tagging each other in throughout throughout the match. You know, the crowd was fairly quiet. They were near dead. You know, Charlotte, you know, she gets tired of it. She attacks Becky and then she leaves. 
Then, <clears throat> off the distraction, excuse me, Natty does a sharpshooter. Becky gets to the rope, but Natty doesn't break. You know, ref counts to five, you know, calls for the bell, matches over. So Trish tried to break it up, but Natty goes ahead and she pushes her, then leaves. You know, pretty much it was a confusing match. You know, Trish didn't even get in. She never got into the match. Um, she helped out Becky. I, that's what I, I'm not understanding. So I'm guessing, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to see on Sunday. We'll, we'll just see what happens on Sunday. I, I'm guessing this is a one-off for Trish. You know, it was very a weird way of how she came back. You know, not much build up, but we'll see how that goes. So next up, we got... Andrade <laughs> versus Rey Mysterio. You know, another good solid match. These guys, you know, opposite from the first match, these guys have great chemistry together. You know, those matches they put on SmackDown, man, awesome, awesome matches. You know, excuse me, there was a nasty fall outside the ring from Andrade after the uh, Hurricane Rana. Um, Ray also did a move where he slips from under the bottom rope to the outside. He catches Andrade with a sunset flip and throws him to the barricade. That was sick. You know, Andrade did a double stomp on the corner of the ring where Ray was hung up. That that was a good move right there. You know, Andrade again playing up to the heel role. <laughs> he t- he tried to take off Ray's mask. You know, that's a good story within itself. That that's pretty good. I, I like that he keeps trying to do that do that any chance he gets. You know. Selena distracts Ray. She gives him a stunner. She gives him a stunner, which was crazy. That was funny. And then Andrade with the win, he got a hammerlock DDT. You know, that's a pretty nasty DD, um, pretty nasty finish he has. That DDT, oh man, that's sick. Could really knock you out. Next up, we got the 24-7 <laughs> title. We got a, a segment here. Uh Mike and Maria, they had the OBGYN. You know, they're, they're in the room. Mike and Maria are talking. You know, Mike gives her uh, Maria the hug as she's, like, uh, on the table. She got her legs up and everything. She thinks she's in a... She thinks she's safe. Nah, you ain't never safe when you're the 24-7 champ. So Mike pins her as she's laid down on the table. Gets the one, two, three. He's the new 24-7 champion. So he runs out of there. He says, oh, yeah, I'm the next 24-7 champion. You know, celebrating everything. Out of nowhere, he goes into the lobby. Guess who's in the lobby waiting to get checked out? Our truth dressed in drag, and he's there with Carmella. And you know, Mike can't believe it, but he should be because our truth is everywhere when anywhere that twenty four seven championship is at. So he he rolls up, Mike. He gets the one two three. It's over. He's the new twenty four seven champion. I think that's now nine times, ten times, ten time champ. Craziness. He's the, he's the Crash Holly of this. So, cut back uh, backstage. You got Becky. She cuts a ferocious promo on Natty. That that was that was such a great promo. You know that got me hyped a little bit more for their match because it, it was a bit underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. As much as I love Becky Lynch, they're not really not really doing much for me. And especially because like on the opposite end of the spectrum, when Natty came, she she cut a promo, but it was subpar. It was mediocre. She didn't really say much. I didn't really believe her, the words that she was saying. So, yeah, that's that. Next up, you got Brock Lesnar. He comes out with Paul Heyman. You know, Paulie, he, he he patronizes Seth Rollins. He says that, oh, aren't you supposed to be the beast slayer? I thought you were supposed to be the guy, you know, yada, yada, yada. So they, they cut to a video of last week's destruction, you know, 
laying him out. Brock laid um, Seth out. You guys know the deal. So Seth comes out, limping like a pimp with a chair in his hand, <laughs> looking to get some retribution. Uh-uh, wasn't going to happen. He comes into the ring. He obviously gets beat, beat up by Lesnar with the chair. <laughs> what did you expect? He he tackles Seth to the corner a couple times. He hit him with a, with a F5. Paul's acting. Oh, man. Shout out to Paul Heyman. His acting, he, he really put it over when he was outside. He was like, I can't stop him. Well, what do you want me to do? Like, And he had his uh, hand over his face. He was, he was doing it all, man. He's great. So Brock leaves with Paul. EMTs come out with the structure. You know, Seth grabs the mic. He asks, is this all worth it? You know, people, they're over Seth. I'm sorry. They're over him. They they did not care. They were screaming out what, any chance that they got. You know, Seth answers his own question. He says, oh, yeah, it is worth it because he's going to have a guaranteed win over Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. We'll see how that goes. Cut next to a backstage segment with Kurt Angle and the Street Profits. You know, that was a pretty funny segment. The Street Profits came up on uh, Kurt. They have a, um, a bottle of milk, like a gallon of milk, rather. And they had the cups. They about to all take shots. It's funny. But then I don't know where Drew McIntyre, he interrupts. He interrupts the little shindig that they had, a little soiree. And he, he reminds Kurt the last time they were in the ring together, he made him tap. At, um, and he also ordered Kurt to call his match later with Cedric Alexander down the middle because Kurt was going to be the special guest referee. So we'll see how that goes later on. So next up, you got the Viking Raiders versus some local jobbers. Again, another impressive match, another dominating match. But what's next for these guys? Like I said last week, they're projecting them like crazy. What, what do they have for them? What's really gonna? What's gonna? What's gonna happen? Current tag team champs, the OC, they're they're heels. So you're gonna do heel versus heel? I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Anyway, next up is a tribute video to Harley Race. Also, rest in peace. One of the Toughest men that I, I've heard, you know, granted, he's before my time, but, you know, the greats that I know, nothing but high regard whenever they speak about Harley Race. So, next up, you got Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander with Kurt Angle as a special guest referee. As Cedric comes out, you know, he's doing his entrance. Drew comes out. He attacks him from behind during during the entrance. You know, he's beating him up pretty bad, you know. Cedric gets a move in. It's a tornado DDT. You know, both guys are laid out. Then what happens? Everything starts breaking down. The lights are given out. What does that mean? The Fiend. That's what it means. Bray Wyatt. He appears. He attacks Kurt with the mandible claw. <sighs> you know, in all honesty, I don't know how I feel about that as his finish. I like the sister Abigail. He did that the first time he came out. You know, he attacked Finn Balor. So he could have two finishes. I just hope it, the Mandible Claw isn't his only finish. I really hope he's still going to use the sister Abigail because it's like, I don't know, man. I never I never was really a fan of the Mandible Claw as a finish. I know it was like a, uh, it was a funny gimmick finish because the Mandible Claw turned into like a Mr. Sacco of Mankind. That's cool, whatever. So, yeah, that's that. Next up, we got a champion versus champion tag team match. We got the New Day versus the OC. We got Lou Gallows with the new look, the face paint. You know, that was the look that he, not a new look. Um, he had that he had that look in New Japan, but he just first time he ever had it in WWE. 
You know, Luke Gallows is the only guy that looks better with face paint. Am I right? <laughs> How do you aesthetically look better with face paint on you? That's funny. But anyway, <laughs> the match ends before it really starts. As AJ comes in and he they attack the New Day. Three on two attack. You know, they're getting jumped. But you know what's going to happen next. You know, ref calls for the bell. They continuously attack the New Day. But guess who comes out? You know, like I guessed, Ricochet. To try to even the odds. Apparently, Kofi wasn't there. He had some prior obligations to attend to as champion. Yada, yada, yada. So, obviously, turned to a six-man. It's a physical match. Non-stop action. That's what I love. They really picked it up in the last, like, three minutes, too. It, w- it was crazy. Uh, OC got a, got the win with the Magic Killer. Of course, they had to win. They just turned were tag team champions. They just got the belts last week. So, of course, they were going to go over Excuse me. So back from commercial break, and we got Samoa Joe. He comes out. He's calling out Roman Reigns. He's demanding an apology. He threatens to shut down Raw until Roman comes out. He gets a chair, sits in the middle of the ring, continuously calling out Roman. We get loud, loud. And let me tell you, people, CM Punk chants, you know, drowning out whatever Joe was saying. So after about five minutes of this, not of the CM Punk chants, just Samoa Joe being out there. Um, he goes to the back to look for Roman. He finds Roman in a parking lot as Roman pulls up in his car. They start jawjacking at each other. They're about to start. To, they're about to get at each other, and when a car comes and runs into Roman's car, <laughs> Roman had to jump back in his car to avoid getting hit. You know, Samoa Joe. He he comes to Roman's aid, tries to see what's going on. Um, he says, "Oh, get some help! Get some help! Come on, people!" You know, honestly, it was a good job of making it look real. That 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 was a great job by them. You know, it wouldn't it be hilarious if it was Rikishi? I know it in a million years and won't be. That's excuse me because Rikishi and Roman, they're family. But that's just funny, man. They they're taking a page out of the the days of the, of the early two thousands. It's crazy. History repeats itself, man, and I like it. You know, unfortunately, with me doing this on Wednesday, we found out who it was on Tuesday, SmackDown, which was Rowan, I would have never thought it would be him. Would have never thought. We'll see how that goes. That's a, that's a weird choice, but we'll see. Next up, we got a fatal four-way elimination tag team match for the women's tag team titles. You got the Kabuki Warriors, the Iconics, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, uh, Fire and Desire, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. The funniest thing throughout this whole match, I'm sorry, it literally had me cracking up, <laughs> was Peyton Royce. She did an Austin Powers judo chop to Nikki Cross, and Nikki sold it. <laughs> that was hilarious. She was on, she was on the apron, uh, Peyton Royce hit her with it, and Nikki Cross just flew outside the ring. It was hilarious. But Peyton Royce's partner, Billy Kay, worst seller. She doesn't know how to sell a punch. Doesn't know how to sell a move. Nothing like that. And with that being said, Iconics, first one eliminated. We get guaranteed new tag team champions, which is great because when's the last time you saw Iconics on TV? <laughs> anyway, so everybody tags someone else in because they don't want to fight Asuka. Asuka's in the ring looking for, looking for somebody to wrestle. Everyone's scared of her. You know, one of the worst botches that I've seen, I, I don't know what was going on. I guess it was just a breakdown of uh, communication. Um... When Asuka, she had man, she had Mandy Rose in the Asuka lock, and Sonya was trying to get Kyrie Sane's attention to attack her, so Sonya won't help out Mandy. 
you know, so she was just hanging there by the ropes trying to see if she'll get in, but also trying to get Kyrie Sane's attention. Like, you need to attack me so I won't break this up. Like, what am I just doing? It was weird. It was so awkward. I, it was, it, yeah, I don't know. So Kyrie doesn't really get the hint until Mandy taps out. So that's it for Fire and Desire. So what that leaves left, the Kabuki Warriors and Cross and Bliss. So it's a damn shame. Crowd is not interested in the match. They do the CM Punk chance again. <laughs> you know, but personally, I'm impressed by Kyrie Sane. By her moveset. She has good charisma. She has a good look. Uh, I don't know much about her. I know she won the Mae Young Classic. You know, she did her thing in NXT. I didn't watch much of her NXT, to be honest. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye on her. See what's up with her. So, anyhow... Bless and Cross, uh, Bliss and Cross, excuse me. They win after a Twisted Bliss by uh, Alexa on Kyrie Sane. So with that being said, you got brand new women's tag team champions. You even noticed them that they matched together. So that like lit off a, a light bulb in my head. Like, oh, they matching. You know what that means. They're going to be tag team champs. <laughs> so we're going to see. We're going to see how that reign is going to be. Is it going to be as short as Sasha Banks or... Or um, Bailey, or it's gonna be longer than the Iconics. We're gonna have to see about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, Miss TV. It's a contract signing for the match at SummerSlam, Miss vs. Dolph. So Shawn Michaels is there. I guess he's there to mediate. Didn't really do anything. I guess he was just there just for added attraction. Didn't barely said anything. So Dolph comes out. He says he's the only real legend in the ring. He said he's been he's he's been carrying the company. He said he's been the man since uh, Sean lost his smile and the Miz lost lost his balls. You know, typical jabs that you'll say to Shawn Michaels and the Miz. Nothing new. So Miz says something interesting. He says, "I can't wait to get my hands on you next Monday night on Raw." So that makes Dolph say, "What?" Like he has that confusing look on his face. He was like, "What are you talking about? What about SummerSlam?" And Miz is like, oh, man, you didn't read the defined print on the contract. I'm not the guy you're facing on SummerSlam. This is the guy you're facing at SummerSlam. Everybody's like, oh, man, it's going to be Sean, HBK, HBK. So Sean gets the mic. He's like, well, Dolph, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. So guess what, people? My prediction was right. I said it here last week. Dun, 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 dun. It's Goldberg, man. He comes out. He's looking bigger and better than ever. Ready to destroy somebody. So, obviously, he comes into the ring. Dolph scurries out of the ring looking like a little bitch. (laughs) Goldberg says, Dolph, you're next. And, you know, that's how they go out. So, overall, like I said, this week's Raw, it was a pretty good Raw. It was a pretty good uh, go-home show. Um, Some things to take away. What, ha- what Where's Braun Strowman? Where's he at? Last week, he was in a segment with Maria. I, I, I looked at it as, like, she was going to hire him. Like, to be his, like be her security for the 24-7 title. Be, like, the hired gun. And now, this week, he's not even mentioned. So, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I can't wait for this, for SummerSlam, to be honest. I can't wait to see The Fiend versus Finn. Obviously, Bray Wyatt has to go over. You know, there there's that... 
thing going around. Well, it's confirmed pretty much. You know, all the dirt sheets are saying that Finn, you know, he's getting vacation after this. So, obviously, he's going to go out doing the job. Obviously, for a a guy with a a new gimmick, he has to. So, we're going to have to see. With that being said, everybody, there you have it. Episode 2, Righteous Renegade Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for the continued support. Um, I hope everybody had, has, will have a good night. And God bless, people. See you.